I'm finally like, okay, I'm going to put a date on the calendar if things aren't getting better by this date. The real big push was then Kelly and I went to Maine for one of her cousin's wedding. Took a week off, went up to Maine, had a fabulous time. We're sitting, I think, in Portland, Maine, on probably on a dock, eating lobster, drinking beer. Kelly turns to me and she says, you know, I'm really enjoying this week with you without work, without that distraction. Like, it's just me. It's just you. And I can just feel the whap. I like to think that's like a life's two by four moment. Like you just got whacked upside the head and I'm like, I need to make a change. Hey, hey, welcome back. I've been better crew. We are welcoming everyone to season eight. I just want to say thank you to everyone who has hung around for the last few months while we have continued to get settled into our new home and into our new space. We let the winter happen and now we're back again. I'm your host, Susan Youngstead, and I just want to say that I'm so grateful for people who have been reaching out and asking about the show. Hey, are you doing new episodes? When's season eight coming out? Well, here it is. And we're super excited for all the guests this season. If you're not already following us on social media, please be sure to look up I've Been Better on Facebook and on Instagram and give us a shout out, reach out to us, let us know that you're listening. And also please be sure to rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. So let's jump right in. It is spring of 2023. It is actually May 2nd. It's officially May. Very exciting excited about it. And our first guest today is someone who we've been talking for a few months about bringing on to I've Been Better. And so it's been a long awaited episode and I'm very excited. So welcome, Greg. Hey, hey. Hi, Greg. Thanks so much for being here today. Yeah. Um, I'm going to share a little bit about Greg for the, our listeners, and then we'll jump right into things. So again, you all are listening and hearing from Greg Womack Adams. He is married to a good friend of mine named Kelly, who you all have heard on this podcast a couple seasons ago. Mm -hmm. um, he is a senior structural engineer and the founder of his own consulting firm. He has his master's in civil engineering from NC State from 2016. He is super passionate about STEM for rural and underdeveloped communities. And a fun fact about Greg, that if you see him out in the wild, you will believe this more, but he has strong Scottish heritage and he is actually a participant in the Scottish Highland Games, um, which he'll tell us more about. He does the athletics for that and all the heavy lifting. Um, he also is a volunteer and has been for the last 13 years for the NC Science Olympiad. And he's also on the board for them. Yes. Is that correct? Does that make sense? Formerly. Formerly on the board. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you know what? Honorarily on the board forever. Um <laughs> Greg also currently plays the bass drum for the North Carolina State University Pipes and Drum Band, mm -hmm. which is the oldest continuously running Scottish pipe band in North Carolina. When Greg is not clad in plaid, he enjoys hiking, camping, spending time in Western North Carolina mountains with Kelly and his dog, Ada. Welcome, Greg. Thank you. Thank you. We were literally just talking y'all right before we hopped on. You know, we do a little pre-interview, make sure people are comfortable and ready to share their stories with us. And we were chatting about how... You know, I've known Greg through Josh and Kelly, but mm -hmm. I don't think we spend a ton of time together, honestly, like pre-COVID. I just don't think no. our paths crossed as much or as often as I think they do now since COVID. And one of the first times during COVID, we did one of those car parades. Y'all remember these that were like super big during <laughs> COVID so that nobody touched each other or got near each other. And it was for a friend's birthday. And Greg literally played the bagpipes 
down the street oh, yeah. or out of the car for this friend's birthday. Um, mm-hmm. And so we just always knew Greg as like, that's the guy that can play the bagpipes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's been Greg. There's a joke in the piping community that um, bagpipes were the original distancing tool. Yes. Like, stay six weed away from me. I'll play the bagpipes. <laughs> I'll play it towards you. So. It's like a sound barrier <laughs> that is created because of the bagpipes. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get into, I know, again, you're Scottish and I think everyone would mm-hmm. acknowledge that if they got to see you in yeah. person and we'll, you yeah. know, we'll have a picture. Everyone can look that up, but tell us about like how you even decided you wanted to do this. So, and a little bit of backstory too. So I met Josh in undergrad in NC state, yes. um, engineering, doing the, uh, concrete canoe. Um, what is that? That is a competition with the American society of civil engineers every year and we design fabricate and then race canoes constructed out of concrete don't they sink what are steel battleships made i guess concrete that makes total sense yeah so concrete floats um as long as it's displacing more water than it is uh weighs then it's fine okay So, so like a concrete slab likely wouldn't float Right, that will sink because of the displacement of the water. Yeah, it's all about the shape. That makes total sense. Yeah. Because I'm sitting here being like, that doesn't make sense. But okay, keep going. Um, So yeah, I met Josh way back in undergrad, uh, studying civil engineering at NC State. Mm -hmm. And then uh, decided I liked state enough, or more than enough. So just kept on trucking. That was me too. Yep, right through. Um, Straight through to a master's. Yeah. And in... I think we came out of school at an awkward time. You know, we were coming out of that 08 uh, recession. Mm -hmm. And so jobs were hard to come by in specifically my field in structural engineering. So I was just like, I'll just keep going, see how things look in a year or two. Um, Will you tell us too, I apologize. I just literally interrupted your thought when you're saying you discovered, so finish that. But I would love for us in the audience to know, because there's so many types of engineering, particularly Mm -hmm. if you go to state, could you share exactly? what structural yeah. slash simple is. And even in structural, there's still finer hairs you can split. Mm-hmm. So a structural engineer, we design buildings and structures. Okay. Um, so things that are used by the public that they might not necessarily get to choose who the designer is for. You know, you can choose who you, you makes your car. You can choose who, um, even to some extent, like, does oh, the build HVAC, your house or yeah, something. build yeah. your house, but uh-huh. you don't get to choose who, and I'm talking larger commercial buildings. Yeah. Um, you don't get to choose who designs that. Um, wow. So that's, that's what I do for a living. So Greg designs it, everyone. Yeah. Not everything. <laughs> um, and bridges are different people, but okay. same, same degree. Okay. That's helpful. Okay. So circling back, what did you discover yeah. when you were going to grad school state? So... As an undergrad, I was a busy body, and you'll see this thread <laughs> throughout my entire life, even today, um, when trying to schedule this. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can't do that. I'm doing this that day. I can't do that. Um, as an undergrad, I was a busy body, just doing everything I could under the sun. And then in grad school, I said, I'm going to focus on school and, you know, kind of let that be the forefront of what I want to do. And so I had a lot of free time. And NC State offers a bagpiping course. Wow. So I was like, why not? That's amazing. Um, so I started that in 2015. Okay. And now we are eight years later. Were um, you like a natural or was it difficult to learn how to play? Um, 
I'd say there's two aspects of bagpiping. Um, there's the physically getting sound to come out of the int- instrument. <laughs> that part's not terribly difficult. Sure. It's the music that is extremely dense and hard to play. Does it relate back to recorder days? Like you, we could all blow into a recorder, but making yeah. it sound like music was real hard. Yeah, except now take that recorder and then like, Say that was like first grade, and now yeah. we're doing like PhD research. <laughs> like that's kind of what the music Ten is. Recorders. I, it, it's not that you can't be learned. Um, it's just. I mean, it looks intricate. Yeah. It's, is it heavy? No. Okay. No, they're made out of wood and uh, traditionally lambskin. Cool. So I love that. Who started this course? Has it been around for a long time? Yeah. So the as you kind of mentioned already in the intro, the back NC State Pipes and Drums started oh, yeah. back in the 60s cool as a couple of students and uh it started as a club and then they're like the music department got a hold of it and said hey we'll just make it a class and then you know those students graduated became alumni stuck around and the band just stayed i think that is so cool what's the either a or b or both the most fun thing you've played the most recent thing you've played for the band um like who brings this group around yeah, so most recently we played at the Central Carolina Highland Games up up in Oxford, North Carolina. So people who lack a geography yeah, like uh, where notion, is uh, it's about an hour north of Raleigh, Great. North Carolina. And um, so we played there last weekend. That's so cool. Um, but my favorite time ever is always Grandfather Mountain Highland Games. I love that. It looks really cool when you do that. You post a lot of pictures about this. Mm -hmm. If you guys want to find Greg, like this is his social media profile following is men in plaid. Yeah. Large, large men and women. Because we don't discriminate. No. Uh, And they're pretty badass. They can throw some shit. Yeah. And if you don't want to put up it, we'll just throw you too. So, you know. (laughs) Um, But that's always my favorite time of year. Um, I love that. So. Do you, when you go to these Highland Games, so yeah, tell us a little bit more about that too. Did you get involved at the same time? Uh, yeah. So let's see. Yeah, so I started piping in 15. Um, about that time, like I said, I had free time. So I was like, hey, I'm going to start going to the gym more regularly um, and started doing CrossFit. <laughs> um, and I swear, I don't like downing CrossFit people because I think they're great. Um, but I thought I was hot shit at the time. <laughs> And that's so, what it does to you. It really feeds yeah. that ego. Um, and I realized that's a me thing. But uh, we were going to Highland Games outside of Charlotte. Um, and this particular one, all the piping, at least for us, was on Saturday. And there's athletics on Sunday. Okay. So it's separate, like separate events. No, it's usually together. Together, okay. Usually it's together the same day. Um, but I thought, hey. I could do that. Mm-hmm. I'm doing CrossFit. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, I can throw some and shit. And I learned that I could not. <laughs> but I loved it. Um, so the other part of the Highland Games that people traditionally associate is the heavy athletics. Yeah. So those are uh, very large, most of the time, uh, people in kilts, not skirts, they're kilts. Yeah, get that right, you guys. Um, it's a kilt. It's it like the Grinch. Kilt. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we're it's traditional athletic events, so we're uh, throwing stones, like as a stone putt, uh, throwing weights for distance, weights for height. Um, but most notably, what most people will remember is the caber toss, um, which is where we 
pick up a tree trunk on so Yo, this shit is like wild to watch oh yeah uh we run a little bit ways with it and then we toss it and the object of that is to throw it as straight as possible away from you yeah no wavering like no fumbling yeah right you're just trying to throw it straight up yeah so you want it to flip end over end and yep. then have the point you are holding be dead 12 o'clock away from you wow and you have to like you kind of have like a landing for yourself right like you kind of bear like you get on a knee oh i do that because usually the judges are shorter than me um okay so you could just stand there and watch it <laughs> you could and usually by that point i'm like getting tired then i'm gonna take a knee i'm like okay. i'm gonna take a knee catch my breath and then uh do a nice curtsy it for the crowd it is truly so I mean, I don't know why the word majestic is like coming to my mind, right? But as someone who is a his, like a closeted, somewhat out history buff, I think that mm-hmm. is so fascinating that we still try very hard to honor our ancestry and our heritage mm-hmm. and that there's such a huge following for this because it is wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what people were doing how long ago? Uh, I mean, as early as like 900s, 1000 AD. That's crazy. Um, I think the modern games trace their roots back in like the 1700s. Oh my God. I love that so much. Yeah. So any accolades you'd like to share about yourself? What have you won? What have you accomplished? Yeah. So most recently, um, was awarded the, a distinguished service award from the North Carolina science Olympiad. Ooh. Uh, my, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, for my service, I'm trying to remember the wording on the plaque, uh, dedication to science education. Yeah. Um, so the other big thing I, I do is I volunteer for Science Olympiad, um, have been now for 13 years. That is the group that is in high school? Middle and, Middle and high, high well, schools, right? It, actually, it's K-12. Okay. Um, I, I don't remember it from elementary, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and we won't go into okay, the... Okay, perfect. The, for another day. Yeah. Now that there's a reason <laughs> for that is what Greg is telling us. Um, but I usually volunteer with middle and high school. Cool. Um, running... Uh, usually the event I'm running is they build a balsa wood bridge. So a bridge made out of balsa wood. And then we test it to wow. see how structurally efficient it is. And if you fall through. Then I enjoyed it. <laughs> then I fell through. That's how that worked. <laughs> um, oh, no, 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 no. These are like. Oh, the teeny tiny. Long. Okay. Yeah, You're not hold, walking on them. Yeah, yeah no, they <laughs> usually hold like 30 pounds. Okay. Yeah. They're not made for people. Yeah. This is for science. Great. Um, but. I've been volunteering with them since I started at state, um, mainly because I attribute that to what got me into engineering. I love that. Um, so to give back, but, uh, I was awarded a service award for my dedication to the program. I love that. So that's really cool. Completely out of the blue. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were mentioning just now that like that, you feel like that's what got you to where you are today professionally. Yeah. Was so did you join Science Olympiad in middle school? Like what mm-hmm. was that journey like for you? So I and I'm really thankful for the teachers I had in middle school. Um my school did things a little differently. It was a public school. Um in North Carolina? Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Mill Creek Middle School. <laughs> and um they made everybody do it. Wow. Like you picked an or you either picked or assigned an event. And everybody in the entire school did the tournament, like at the school that wow. for like one day. And then if you did really well in that event, then they would say, hey, we actually have 
a team from the school and then we go to pe- compete with other teams from other schools, if you do really good, then we can go to NC State and compete with teams across the whole state. What? Yeah. So that sounds um, like me when I was on the math team. <laughs> we didn't have a math team. Uh, otherwise, I'd probably been on that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped being good at math after the math team. <laughs> yeah. I literally remember traveling to <laughs> colleges to take math tests. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. And then I picked a career that had no math for a reason. <laughs> I do math every day and I'm like, what's one foot plus two feet again? Right. Where's my calculator? Yeah. yeah no. I even bought one that does the feet and inches calculations. That's so. amazing that someone made that. Very smart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so that propelled me into going to state, studying civil engineering, uh, concentration in structural engineering. So big umbrella, get narrower and narrower. Um, went to grad school, then started working right off the bat. Um, I don't have many regrets in my life, but that's one of them. I should have taken a little bit mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I feel what, that in my soul. I took a yeah. job right before I graduated grad school and it was the worst job yeah. ever. And I yeah. like, I, yeah, I don't have a, re- a regret. Like I feel like it must have had I try to believe that I did something for good for some reason, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of like, I don't really know that I did. Yeah. 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 Well, I had rent and... I had bills to pay. There yeah, you go. I had bills to pay and a stomach to keep fed. So... Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, first job was great. Um, worked at a, a large national firm um, who's headquartered here in Raleigh. Nice. Uh, and then unfortunately got laid off. It was 2020 was weird. So I had a surgery done January, was at home for two weeks by myself because I just Everyone had surgery. Was, yeah. No, this was before that. Oh, wow. This was January into February. Yeah. And then we had our annual St. Patrick's Day festivities, mm-hmm. um, which was a riot that year. Yep. And then that was on a Saturday. And then Tuesday, the governor of North Carolina shut it all shut down. Shut it all down. I remember so, that weekend still so vividly. Um, I think that St. Patrick's Day party was the weekend after I had found out I was getting laid off. Oh, wow. Um, I don't think it was, had anything to do with COVID. Um, I, looking back, could see the writing on the wall for like the six months prior. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you doing for that job? Still structural engineering. Um. But work had slowed down yeah. quite a bit. And you um, said it was a private firm? Yes, yes, a large national firm. Okay. So okay. 4,000 employees, Wow. 80 offices in just about every state of the country. Wow. Um, yeah. Big. So mm-hmm. really big, um, focused on civil broadly, not just structural. Right. We were a really small piece of the pie. Um Took a job, luckily got a job. I don't even think, I think my last day at the job was on a Friday and then I started the next job on Tuesday. Um, so I was really lucky to get a job, um, but learned a really valuable lesson in that. In that, So that was, started a new job April 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember my first day, it was me, the CEO of the company, and my boss, the three of us in a large conference room sitting as far apart of from mm-hmm. one another. Yeah, don't breathe could. on me, but you're here. Yeah. Yeah, don't breathe on me here, but you're here to design buildings. Yep. Um and at first everything was great. 
Um, but over time, it got to be too much. Um, and I kind of the, as I start to back up and see the long view, um, it really was, that job was taken more from me than I should have given. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't um, a mutual deposit withdrawal system happening in a job where you felt like there should have been more support or like yeah. you said, more natural give and take. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to tell you that, you know, we shouldn't be working hard. You know, I, I'm a very firm believer in hard work. Um, you know, there, we wouldn't get anything done without it. Sure. Um, but there's a limit on that. Yeah. And so. Yeah. When you feel like you're saying it was too much, do you mind giving some color to that? Yeah. Um, so I went from a very large national civil engineering firm, um, you know, circa 4,000 employees mm-hmm. to a small privately owned structural engineering only firm with when I joined, we had about 50 employees. When I left, um, <laughs> spoiler alert, um, <laughs> when I left about 70 employees. Wow. Um, would you, is this considered a startup? No, no, okay. no. They, they had been in business for 30 some years. Okay. They were just small. Yeah. Okay. Um, which in the engineering world, either you get the really big companies or you get the small companies. Okay. There's not a lot in between. Is there, and this is a sidebar, can you give us a name of a well-known engineering company for those of us that feel really ignorant to this world and this field? Um, and I don't want to say the one that I worked Correct. at. Correct. That's fine. For, yeah. Um, just give us one that would be like, uh, oh yeah, that H- place. HDR is a big one. Okay. Um, Jacobs. Okay. Uh, Skanska. Trying to think of other. That's really okay. And like, these ones. are people that have built like big buildings yeah. or done big projects in your area, potentially. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Withers Ravenel would be another good one. Okay. Um, and usually when you get those big companies, they're doing everything, um, like all different types of engineering. Yeah. Not just something very small very and specific. Small, yeah. So, like for those of us that are local here to Wake County in the Raleigh area, what's happening in North Hills with like that huge expansion that they're trying to yeah. do and like the bridge that they're building across, like that's going to be a company like this? Um, actually, that would have been more the company I, the small company. Yep. Yeah, they so would have so been somebody doing, like yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. That's helpful. Yeah. yeah. Um, they might not have been doing the architecture, but they're doing the engineering. The engineering of it. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, so when you, yeah, you were saying yeah. you kind of zoomed out, so, but like, yeah, you were leaving. Um, well, long view, I, I like to keep myself busy. Um, I like to do a lot of different things um, that take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, what I was realizing in this job, and I realized it multiple times, but, um, and you can ask Kelly, um, that I'm hard-headed and stubborn. <laughs> no, um, you don't say. Um, and it takes me a few times to to learn a lesson and to actually see what I need to get from it. It sounds um, like most men, I'll say. <laughs> no offense to all you men out there. We love you, but, you know, pretty normal. Um, at least I admit it. Yes, that is that is a step above and a win. I will admit that. Um, so to fill in, you know, so, I was, so it's engineering consulting. Um, I was working 
on average 50 hours a week. And those are 50 hard hours. That's not just like casual passive hours. No, this is nose to the grindstone, doing calcs, reviewing drawings, coordinating, going out to sites. This is 50 billable hours a week. So every hour of my time could be charged to a client. Yep. Um, and I just did not like myself in that. Um, but like I said, I'm stubborn. Um, well, and like you said, you, you were a hard worker. I can imagine that, you know, we don't have to go down this path, but it sounds like maybe you were raised to have a really strong worth work ethic. Mm-hmm. This felt very normal and appropriate, maybe because of the environment you were in or what you'd been told to expect. Like yeah. when I'm sure many people heard I was working 50 hours, there probably were quite a few people that were like, should I work 50 hours? Yeah. And I hope they don't have to do that. Yeah. Uh, and I think you touched on it. When I, when I, like I said, when I'm back up and I look at the long view, yeah. I So I grew up in rural Western North Carolina. Um, there was, I like the fact that there's more people in my freshman year dorm at state than there were in my hometown. Holy crap. Um, we had one stoplight and we, after taking traffic engineering at state, we did not need it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> You're like, it could have been a roundabout <laughs> or a stop sign. It, it could have just been a stop sign. Yeah. yeah. Um, so really agricultural community. Um, and between that and then my both of my grandparents being farmers, you know, that got hammered into me. It's like, hey, you got to work hard. You got to get the job done. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it takes to get the job done. If you say you're going to do something... Hell or high water, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has followed me through my entire life. Um, you know, being at state as an undergrad, being like, hey, I'm going to be the president of the Concrete Canoe Club. Um, I'm like, hell or high water, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to take a full load of classes, including senior design and uh have a very fruitful dating relationship <laughs> with the woman who would become my wife and I pile a lot on my plate. Yep. Um, and the scary thing was that you probably actually were pretty good at it for a little while, like maintaining yeah. all of that. Yeah. Um, so fast forward to 2022, mm-hmm. um, working 50 hours a week, trying to play with the pipe band, um, trying to get to the gym so I can throw in the Highland Games because if you don't go to the gym and train, you're just going to get chewed up, spat out, and stomped on. Or like literally have a piece of wood fall on top of you. Yeah, and that's not fun. No. Um, plus, I'd like to do better at those things. So you got to get stronger and faster. Um, so like I said, I did not like where I was at, where, mm-hmm. where Greg was at that time. Um but stubborn and just pushing through it because in my mind, I'm like, Hey, this'll, this isn't going to last. Um, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. I It'll can do pass. This. Yeah. I've been doing it for the last six months. It'll yep. be fine. I think about July time. I'm finally like, okay, I'm gonna put a date on the calendar. If things aren't getting better by this date, I'm going to I remember this looking. happening now. Yeah. yeah, I remember you like talking about like, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Like, we're going to see. Yeah. Um, the real big 
push was then Kelly and I went to Maine for one of her cousin's weddings. Mm-hmm. Took a week off, went up to Maine, had a fabulous time. Um, we're sitting, I think, in Portland, Maine, on probably on a dock, eating lobster, drinking beer, you know, and Kelly turns to me and she says, you know, I'm really enjoying this week with you without work, mm-hmm. without that distraction. Like, it's just me. It's just you. And I can just feel the whap. Oh, I, like, have chills when you said that. I'm like, oh. And I like to think that's, like, a life's two-by-four moment. Like mm-hmm. You just got whacked upside the head. And I'm like, I need to make a change. I love that phrase. A life's two-by-four moment. Yeah. Um, so I I didn't immediately put in my two weeks, but started the official search like i think literally the next day i was on google and like hey what can i do with the north carolina department of administration or something like that mm-hmm. but um put out feelers and i think by the end of that week i'd already had some nibbles on the hook per se for a fishing analogy yeah. you know so i don't bemoan or begrudge the time I had at the small company um, because I learned a tremendous amount um, and I know I can do it now. Mm -hmm. If I need to crank out you know a month's worth of 50 hours a week then I know I can do it. Yeah. But I don't want to be there all the time. Just because you can and you're good at it doesn't mean you should. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So left in October Took a week off, did the, um, drove the entirety of the Blue Ridge Parkway. I love that. Um, and started my new job with my new company on Halloween 2022. Look at that. What an anniversary. So it was spooky. It's spooky. Yeah, because Halloween was on a Friday, wasn't it? No, it was it, Saturday. No, it was a Monday. Monday. Oh, that's right. Ooh, what a great day. Yeah, yeah talk about the worst Monday ever. No, <laughs> no, it was good. Um, it was good. So I, I'm i in a much better place now. Yeah. And are you um, working for somebody else or are you still working? Are you working on your own? Like, what is this role like now? Um, So I'm one of one right now. Yeah. I uh, love about that. About to be one of two. <gasps> Congratulations. So I have a new hire. Amazing. Uh, your first hire the, is so cool. Yeah. Um, and it scared me shitless. Yep. In a good way. Yeah. Um, it's exciting. And I basically, when I left, I called my biggest client and I said, hey, I don't know when yet, but I'm, I need to leave here. It's not good for me. Um, let's talk about that. And Because I want to stay working with and for you. Um, let's but it see. won't be through these people. It won't be through these people. Yeah. So let's talk about what that needs to look like. Um, or how we can make that work. Mm-hmm. So, uh, very thankful to have very supportive now partners, um, to kind of bridge that gap, mm-hmm. um, and have the trust in me that, you know, they knew I would do a good job, but to. Yeah. Your work probably spoke for itself. You just didn't want to work in a toxic environment anymore. Yeah. And toxic might be a very intense word for this, but it's what I spat out just then. 
Yeah, no, I I would agree with it. I wouldn't call it that. Just I think toxic gets thrown around a little mm-hmm. much, but mm-hmm. um, it was not a healthy work in, work environment. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and there's people that thrive there, and I wish them all the best. Um, but it wasn't for me. It wasn't for you. Yeah, you can't yeah. you can't plant a uh, oak tree on the beach. I guess that's true. But you can plant redwoods in Cary. Yep. Yeah, you can. Fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact. There are redwoods so. behind the, what's that building? The town building in Is Cary? it the town hall? Yeah, I think so. Or city hall? Yeah. yeah I don't, I, I know that there's a Cary. few. Yeah. Um. So. I love that. Yeah. When you were saying that you began to recognize, like you said, zooming out, you can kind of see it. Kelly may have brought it to the forefront of being like, hey. I really like when I just have this one-on-one time with you, when mm-hmm. work's not the preoccupation, when you're not so burnout and overworked all the time. Mm-hmm. What were you maybe not doing for yourself? It sounds like the gym was a big part of it. Yeah. And then what do you feel like you started doing because of that to make sure that you're taking care of yourself? So, and again, you can ask Kelly this. I do a terrible job of taking care of myself. Um, the last time, and for those listening, you can't see but i have a big red beard on my face mm-hmm. and uh i need to trim it up because <laughs> we're heading to a family event this weekend um the last time i was clean shaven was actually for concrete canoe in 2013 whoa um so it's been over a decade since i've had clean cheeks and so i one of the reasons that pushed me into growing a beard was hey that's less maintenance that's yep. stuff i have to do to take care of myself um, so I do a really bad job historically of taking care of myself. Um, whether that's not getting enough sleep, nutrition, exercise, um, social time, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's still something I'm still working through and learning to prioritize myself and my spouse, um, and what we actually need, not what we want, what we need, um, and what's best for us as individuals and us as a combined unit, Mm -hmm. um, and our lovely dog, Ada. (laughs) It's a triad. Okay. Um, yeah, she's usually at the top. Um, because I think growing up, and so part of that, too, so my mom's a Methodist minister. I had um, no idea. Yeah. I, well, maybe I did. Keep talking. Maybe I did. Um, it's coming back to me. So my mom's a Methodist minister. Um, my dad was always involved with the church somehow. Mm-hmm. And um, and so growing up, uh, the example I always got was, hey, you got to serve. You got to be, be there for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not um, taught or shown like how to take care of yourself. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not, and my parents took care of themselves well enough. Um, and in their own way, I can imagine. And in their own way. Um, and, but that wasn't the, the prime example, I'd say mm-hmm. from them. Um, the, the biggest lessons I think I got from them were, hey, you got to work hard and you got to serve other people. Right. Um, and so I think that that is a big cause of why I got to that point. 
you know, and I even saw it in previous jobs where, you know, maybe I wasn't getting enough sleep. I remember one time I got bronchitis really bad, but I didn't go to the doctor for like a month because it would get better and then it'd get worse and then it'd get better and then it'd get worse until one of the VPs of the company just said, Greg, go home and then go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't go more than 10 minutes without hacking up a lung. So like something you need to take care of this. Yeah. Yeah. Something's got to give. And this is like a guy who's retired now and and, and great dude, but I'm just like, dang, I should have caught that sooner. Yeah. But like someone had to tell me to go do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I remember going to a disturbed concert <laughs> and had bronchitis. <laughs> you fit in very well, I would imagine. Uh, no. No? Yep, the total opposite. Yep. Uh, all that pre-COVID nonsense. Oh, my goodness. You would um, not be allowed in there now? No. No. No, 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 no. They'd be like, you're sick. Get out. Yeah. So what do you want to do? You were saying that you're still working on what that looks like to take care of yourself. Is there things you think about doing or wanting to get better at? Um, so I'm wanting to get better at being, I was actually thinking about this on the way over, over here is that what is, what, who is, who am I, you know, and what do I do and what do I want to be, you know, in five, ten or even a year from now. Mm-hmm. Um, and realizing that my worth is not in my output and in, or in my effort towards that output. It's my worth is me. Mm-hmm. And so. You're worthy just existing, being Greg. Yeah. And I can only be the best Greg I can be. And only I can say what that is. And so currently that's learning how to throw rocks and trees further and playing with the, playing the bass drum with the pipe band and getting the marks that the bass drum's too loud. I say, well. Suck it up. You can suck it. It's an (laughs) instrument of war. It's meant to be loud, okay? It is meant to be loud. Um, You know, and a work is part of that, but it is not me. Um, so breaking that, I'm literally breaking myself down so I can rebuild back up. I love that. Um, it's very powerful to do that. And I, I know I'm not done. I don't think I'll ever be done. Maybe it'll be like the, um, oh, that cathedral in Spain. Oh, really? La Sagrada Familia. Mm-hmm. Um, by Gaudi. Um, you know, that may have a finished date, but I know that the day I'm done will probably be the day I'm dead. Yeah. Well, that's what Maslow's hierarchy of needs is, right? The top of that is called self-actualization and almost no one ever meets, meets it because it's something you are always striving for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So until then it's more reps in the gym and eating more ground turkey and rice cauliflower so I can lose weight and <laughs> getting enough sleep at night, you know, all those. Little things within I, your control. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I go back and look at them like, those are the really simple things. Right. But we make such a big deal out of them at the time. They yeah. seem so big and scary at the time. You know, and then also realizing like, 
yes, I got to, I, I, I want to volunteer and I, and that is a huge part of me. Um, so making the time for that, mm-hmm. but you know, work's still going to be there on Monday. It's still going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. You know, that email can wait 95% of the time. That's so true. It's so true, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. So find a good place to put a pen in it at the end of each day and go home. Do something else. And live that other part of your life. Yeah. Let that be your life. Let that be your life. I love that even better than what I said. Scratch what I said. Take what Greg said. Let that be your life. I saw a TikTok the other day. (laughs) I love me a TikTok. That was like a... What is it called when they like mash two videos up? Stitch. Thank you. So I don't know the lingo. They stitched two videos and it was a younger woman saying, y'all, like, yeah, don't sweat that job, right? Like, they're not mm-hmm. going to mention that job at your funeral. And at when you die, mm-hmm. if you're still working, right? I hope you're retired. I hope you're very, very old. But like, they're not going to mm-hmm. mention your jobs, right? And those jobs yeah. will have been filled. They're going to mention the legacy that you leave and the people you've impacted and all this other stuff that you're known for. Mm-hmm. I say this all the time. If someone would just sponsor my life, I would be a volunteer at a different place every day. Yeah. Like if you could just sponsor my cost of living, mm-hmm. that's what I would do. That's what I want to do. I just want to get paid yeah. to like do the stuff that I actually care about. I love, don't get me wrong, y'all. Some of my clients listen to this podcast. I love y'all <laughs> and I love my job, but it's hard when it has become a job. Yeah, I want it to be something that I really enjoy doing. And that means cutting hours down, right? And being more mm-hmm. mindful about where you spend your time because when it becomes this job and there's burnout, like you said, and you're, Get, not getting enough back and they're take, take, taking. It's hard to show up for your job and yeah. for yourself. Oh, yeah. Well, even then, too, um, you know, when you're giving that much, you can't even do a good job. Yeah, exactly. So. You got to know your limits. Lord knows we all got them. Yeah. So, right. But, yeah. <sighs> um, yeah. So, I know a friend of mine, he has dubbed his Instagram page the um the mark project you know and that's like his himself is the project himself he <gasps> is the project i love that and so i just i'm at a point now i'm like well i want to see what i can do yep you know it's how the many... era of greg yeah <laughs> it's the dawn of greg it's the dawn of greg i love that <laughs> um see how many people we can impact, whether it be music or STEM education or um, work even then. Or athletics, any of it. Or athletics, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah. What's something that you have found yourself living by lately? Quote, phrase, saying, what comes up for you? Um, This has been actually several years now. I remember putting it up on my Facebook cover. Oh my image. God. Yes. Um, so it's been a while, been a bit. And I think it was. Stunning. Is it still there? I'm going to go look. Keep talking. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Because it's <laughs> mountains right now. Oh, poop. Okay. No, it's uh, our wedding. Oh, okay. Even more important. Sorry, Which Kelly. was five years ago almost now. So, but it's a lovely picture. Um, I think it's a quote from Steinbeck um, in it said he says now that you don't have to be perfect you can be good oh i love that yeah i'm gonna tell that to every single one of my clients every day yeah they need to hear it we all need to hear that yeah we're not we're not meant to be perfect there's no such thing we're not robots 
Not yet. No. <laughs> Please don't. I can't even think about it. It's terrifying. On next episode, we talk about chat GPT. Yes. Again, we'll bring him Greg back on to have a horror story episode. Oh, no. Dear God. Um. Yeah. And the, just to know, you know, we all make mistakes and we're not all going to be the the best at something. No. Um, and like, for example, in the throwing world, you know, everything we do is measured, you know, Hey, I threw this 56 pound weight. That's the heavy weight for men. Um, I threw this 56 pound weight, 21 feet, some inches. And then I go and I look, Hey, the next, the mark to make the next jump is 24 feet, I think. And man, I've been stalled at that like 20 foot, 21 foot, maybe 22. Like, I just can't break that plateau. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, maybe this is where I'm meant to be for now. Yeah. Or maybe that's just where I'm at right now. And the only thing I can do is just keep working and plugging away at it, Mm -hmm. you know, and it'll happen eventually. Yep. Um, Like, just last month, I had a huge PR. I mean, it was only a foot, but... <laughs> but a huge but, but, foot. I mean, at, as long as I'd been throwing, so for five years, I've been chasing this one mark in a, a weight for height event. And I consistently hit 11 feet every games, and but I'd like hit the bar at 12 every time. And I finally got 12 feet. Yeah. And I was yeah. elated. Yeah, as you should be. Um, That's amazing. Probably scared some children. Um, that's okay. And, but now I'm like, well, now the next goal is 13 feet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, cool. There's still work to be done. Yeah. So. You got, you got some time. And then maybe the day comes where you are like, okay, I'm 65. 13 feet is all it is. And I'm happy I made it to 13 feet. <laughs> I, I really do hope I'm throwing at 65. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Okay, we'll make bets on it. 65-year-old Greg. Yeah. Okay. I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. So. Thank you so much, Greg. Any, yeah, thank you. Anything that you feel like, you know, else could be helpful to share or anything you wanted to add at the end? I think we're just really grateful to hear again from some more men sharing about their experiences of what it's like to be a male in our society and not yeah. being happy with your job and figuring things out. I'd say the biggest thing... um, and I see this, it's endemic um, in men or, or those that identify as men um, that we don't talk. Um, we don't talk to each other. Um, I hope to goodness you, that if you're a married man that you talk to your spouse, um, but that it is good and healthy and right to get that stuff off your chest. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're having a bad day, and I've got one really good friend um, that we're just always pinging back and forth, you know, and it's, hey, how'd your Wednesday go? You know, are you having a good week? You know, what are you struggling with this week? Um how are the little girls? Not mine, his. <laughs> um, we are a zero baby household. Yeah. Um, but it's, you need that as a person. 
to to talk to somebody. It's so important, that human connection. Um, A study literally just came out from the general surgeon that said loneliness is an epidemic in this country right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And I and I think that's terrible. Yeah. That's scary. Because and I know, and this is going to be very counterintuitive to what I'm about to just say, you know, you got one mouth and two ears, so you should be doing twice as much listening as talking, but nobody's going to listen to you unless you talk. Yeah. Um, and so part of that building myself or tearing my old self down to build back better. <laughs> hey there, Biden. Um <laughs> Is to then incorporate that. Yeah. Um, and so I'd say that's the biggest thing. That, And especially if you're having suicidal thoughts, you know, please reach out to somebody. Yeah. Talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if that person doesn't listen, talk to someone else. Find someone else. There is somebody who will listen and help yeah. you. You just got to keep talking. Go to the bar, order Shirley Temple, and talk to the bartender. Yeah. Keep talking. You know, and drink your fruity drinks. I love that. So, but that's that's the last bit of just something that hits home with me. I was sitting in a baseball game with a good buddy of mine. He's a Marine vet. And he's like, Greg, I'm all torn up. And I said, what's, what's the matter? He said, a brother of his, a fellow veteran, had passed by suicide that week. Mm-hmm. I looked him dead in the eye. I was like, do not do that to me. Yeah, that that fucking sucks, but don't you follow that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here for you. You call me. Yeah. Don't care if it's three in the morning. Yeah. Call me. We need each other. We're not meant to live in isolation. Yeah, unless you're one of those weird hermit types, but... They got their own problems. That's why we don't talk about that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I've tried long and hard to be a mountain man, but I still got to come down (laughs) once in a while. Yes. So, someday. Someday. (laughs) Thank you so much, Greg. It's been great, and I'm so glad we got to have you on. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for listening to I've Been Better. I'm your host, Susan Youngstead. Please be sure to leave a review and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts. And follow us on social media at I've Been Better.pod.